2. The Power of More From Brockmeier and Zalo Innovation Thinking Today's episode is about African arts and innovation with Nomaza Nonkunga Kupe from South Africa. Before we get our guest into the conversation, I would like to introduce the co-host of the podcast, Dieter Brockmeier, the innovation expert at the Diplomatic World Institute. Hello, Dieter. How are you today? Uh, I love to be good, so I am good, and uh, I'm really pleased to have Nomaza here today because I learned uh, about her career, and it's absolutely amazing what she is doing. And she fits very well since we had an uh, episode about Africa before. And it just will add some deeper value to what we were talking about before. Nawaza was born 1981 in Negelini, a village within the Eastern Cape of South Africa. After studying biomedical technology, she worked in a private laboratories and later became a medical representative for Novo Nordisk. 2009, she moved to France, where she lives as a residence in Antibes, which is between Nice and Cannes. And it didn't took very long, and Namosa realized that African arts and creatives were not adequately represented in Europe. She established Undiscovered Canvas, an African promotion agency. Four years later, Namosa was already able to put together her first exhibition. In 2017, Nomaza was appointed by French President Emmanuel Macron to serve on the Council Presidential Pour Afrique, the CPA, a group made up of 11 Africans to advise Mr. Macron to bridge the gap between France and African in art. Hello, Nomaza. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hello, Christian. Hello, Didier. I'm great. And thank you so much for having me on the show. What do you like to add to your Vita? Did I miss anything? Uh, well, the one thing maybe that we did not discuss is the fact that when I arrived in France um, in 2009, the only word that I knew was bonjour. So since then, things have changed dramatically to a point whereby I can even explain complex paintings now to the French public. <laughs> The next question for us is, what got you promoting African arts? Well, what got me promoting African art was an opportunity. Uh, when I arrived in 2009, as you said earlier on, my background is biomedical technology, and also I worked in pharmaceuticals. So I did not have any experience when it came to um, the creative industries. Uh, I can say that even though I grew up uh, in, 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 in South Africa and I grew up around a lot of uh, creatives, um, I did not know the value of the creative industries. And it was when I arrived in France in 2009 that I realized that to what extent the creative industries contributed, contributed to the economy of a country, to what extent uh, the creative uh, industries um, uh, contributed to the GDP of the country. Um, when I saw um, that in France, I realized that um, there was an opportunity for African artists. I realized that um, France was a very uh, mature market. Um, there were a lot of exhibitions that I was going to as I was integrating bit by bit into the country. And I saw that African uh, creatives were not being presented in those spaces. So seeing that there was a mature market, 
and seeing that Africans were extremely created, that's when I saw an opportunity to come and uh, promote young and emerging artists into the mature market. So that's how the idea came about. But uh, as you said earlier on, it took me four years to really get down and really do my first exhibition in France. It must have been not easy. To, uh, I mean, on the one hand, um, African culture and African arts is very popular. But on the other hand, I think there also is also a lot of prejudice uh, you're still faced with. And I think it's not very easy. Of course, there are selected, uh, a little number of selected uh, collectors that are in African art. But it's, uh, especially in 2009, when you came over, it, it was not a very developed market from my knowledge. So uh, what, what were your experiences? Well, when, when I first started going around and looking at the model and starting the uh, start talking about the idea that I wanted to bring young and emerging artists to, into France, a lot of people told me that it would not work, clear out, um, that the, the, there was no interest and that um, it would take, uh, basically it would not work. That's, that's, that's the first conversation that I had. But I could see that other markets were working. So I knew that it was simply a question of time and education. Um, the collectors that were collecting African artists at that stage, they were collecting African artists already way mature. So I was really bringing them into the basics, into the young emerging artists, you know, to try to get them to, to, to support young and emerging artists and let them grow um, uh, into, into a mature market. So that was a model that was not seen um, in France at that stage. Now, obviously, in the last uh, in the last five years, uh, there's been more and more interest in uh, in the African arts. We know that Sotepi has got um, um, in a, a department now that is specializing in contemporary African art. We see so many auction houses uh, are doing auction house, uh, auction sales on contemporary African art. Um, that, has, that has changed in the past five years and it's growing. But when I started, that was not there yet. Um, so that, for me, I knew for a fact that the major thing that I needed to do was to be patient and to simply to educate, to educate the market because the market was curious. It was consuming cre uh, uh, um, uh, creative goods, but I just had to educate them and give them, show them value Of, um, of what I was bringing that showed them value that young emerging artists were really um, young artists to look out for, they were innovative and that they would grow and, um, and become assets to them later on. Can you give us an example how you develop the people that they could understand what's uh, the inner wealth of an African artist? Well, the, the, the model that I basically would do with most of the artists that I approached already from, from Southern Africa, which is the area that I work the most, so from Nigeria up until South Africa, um, are artists that have already gone to schools, most of them. There are lots of them that are also so, so, um, self-taught, but most of them have actually gone to schools um, to be able to become fine art artists. So I would um, target such artists that had um, a, a good trade record, either artists that were already exhibiting um, uh, elsewhere in the world, but not in France particularly, because as you know, um, the countries that I'm, uh, I'm talking about are English speaking and the French, um, because of the lang lang uh, uh, language, language, they were not having a lot of Nigerians or Zimbabwean or South African artists coming to France 
So uh, most of the artists that I brought about were already exhibiting in London. They were exhibiting in uh, in the States. They were exhibiting in in Nigeria, in South Africa. So there was already a good track record of 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 of, of who they were. Even though they were young and emerging, they were already uh, establishing their own rights. So that gave a lot of. Um, um, a value, um, uh, the, the, the clients were more confident. Uh, the second thing was obviously the topics that I chose. I chose topics that were intercultural. So even with the aesthetics as well, I would choose artists that were, that were kind of like showing um, African cultures uh, or African stories, but in a very contemporary way to the Europeans. So the mixture of the two uh, bit by bit, did bit a market for me in France and in Europe. Arts and society, what are the links? Well, from the beginning of time, uh, art has been influencing societies uh, in terms of opinions, uh, in terms of uh, those opinions, it being political or religious or even economically. Um, we know that um, a society uh, art is, is 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 a beautiful way whereby society can show its its heritage, its culture. It can install uh, morality into the society. Um, I think that the biggest um, thing, the con biggest contributor of art in society, has been to communicate. So, meaning that uh, it communicates what has been, what is, and what will be. So people through different societies today are in a position to know about each other through the art and to tell what was um, in, in their cultures and their, in their heritage through arts. So I wouldn't say, I think the best, um, the best, the best no notion of, of art and society that I've seen, um, for example, in Africa is um, artists, our mothers who would uh, do their hairs uh, you know, when they do their condros and they would do their condros in such a way when they were taken by boats to find ways back home, they would do condros of the path of, the, of, 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 of where they come from. That's a form of communication. Mm -hmm. Or uh, how uh, Esther Mashangu, uh, one of the most known Ndebele um, artists, um, when we don't know this, but uh, the Ndebele houses, when they were painted uh, before, it was not just because they were, it was so, they, they were colorful, but it was also a form of communication. They would um, uh, communicate during the war with their husbands by telling them if uh, they can come into the village at a certain time, if there were no intruders, and if there were intruders, they would, they would paint their house differently so that their husbands can know that there is an intruder in the village. So those type of examples show you to what, a, to what point that the arts have been used by our societies to be able to communicate. Of course, art has a very vibrant uh, role on society. I mean, we see it now here with, uh, with COVID. I mean, uh, everything is shut down. Uh, artists are very creative in launching uh, online events uh, and do the best with the situation, but still uh, we realize how empty our lives get without culture, without theater, uh, with, uh, without arts. So um, it's a very, uh, it plays a very vibrant role. It will become, also it will become a lot stronger when this pandemic is over again, because we realize what we are, uh, what we are missing. And 
Of course, I think such a strong uh, culture as uh, the Afri Africa and it's a huge variety of styles and ideas that you can see when you only follow the artists that you are representing. There is a lot, a completely new view on uh, uh, on our European societies where when we when we allow this uh, this uh, this African arts to uh, to unfold or to enrich our lives. So I think there's a lot of things going on and there's a bright future ahead, especially that Africa is becoming so popular lately. It's a, for me, is an indicator that Africa is, that we are becoming more aware of Africa, of the importance of Africa, and also that in Africa, a lot of things are doing that are happening, that make it able that uh, you are recognized in a in this way i do i, I do agree i do agree that with um um the COVID, obviously we we the the way that we consume and the things that we want near our homes and near our, us has completely changed uh, our mindsets are from fast fashion to to how we want to decorate our homes or how we want to be identified through the objects that we collect has changed completely because we are looking more inward, inwards now than outwards. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I think that this is a good time for a lot of people are looking at stories that are inspiring. They want to be inspired. Um, so, and this is a great opportunity for, for African artists to step in because the kind of narratives that they talk about are narratives that are inspiring. They are narratives that are uh, that are educational. And I think that people are more sensible now to these narratives because we're not just looking at something that is pretty. A lot of people now are just not, pretty is not enough. We want something that has meaning to us. Um, and I think the, the, the pandemic that we've just gone through has made that even more um, are prominent. So I see the future uh, as, 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 as the world, the, all of us looking at how we consume our food, how we consume uh, fashion, how we, how sustainable are we? And at the same time, um, the kind of art and objects that we, we have around us, what kind of objects and, and, and what is it that we're collecting? Because it is all about now. We realize that what we consume is what we are becoming. So a lot, a lot of more people now are careful and are choosing wisely what is around them. And that's a great opportunity for African artists because African artists have always gone and talked about emotions. Everything that they, they put out, it's really about their emotions, their surroundings. So there's a lot of meaning, their cultures, um, so uh, their religion, their beliefs. So we, we are really on a on, on, on a good tone because um, sustainability as well is also there. Recyclable ma materials that we use on on our on, on our art. So I think that African artists are really on a great movement with this mindset that globally we find ourselves in. How does African art go together with innovation? Well, I think um, African arts have created innovation even in the beginning of times. Um, historically, we must, we must not forget, it's, it's extremely important to always remember that historically already, 
uh, in the 1900s. It was the sculptures coming from Africa and the mass coming from Africa that really produced a lot of great European artists. I'm talking about your Picassos, I'm talking about your Matisse, uh, I'm talking about uh, artists um, um, that uh, created the Dada movement, Surrealism. All these artists were influenced by um, by the uh, aesthetics and forms of uh, of of mask and and also and of and also of statues. Uh, we know that the the, 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 the palettes were born out of those uh, objects that we now know as modern art. So there's always been innovation in that sense when it comes to, to African art. Um, how we see it today, it has transferred it completely. Now we see a lot of artists in Africa. I feel a lot of artists that are, are working in African states are becoming extremely innovative in the sense of the materials that they are using. Um, African artists, I think, at, at the foremost front when it comes to using recyclable materials. When I talk about recyclable materials, I'm not just talking about uh, plastic, but I'm talking about artists that work with bullets that are used in Congo um, uh, during war. They are using those to be able to, to, to produce art out of them. We're talking about plastic. We're talking about um, uh, a, t a tissue, the fast fashion that we're seeing and that has been sent to Africa. Artists are taking those uh, debris, recreating uh, um, art uh, out of them. Um, we can say that at first, it was a question of not having enough means to be able maybe to, to, to buy traditional uh, um, paintings and um, materials. But for most artists, it has become a way of life looking into their environments and using what is in their environments to be able to create or give life to and repurpose uh, new artworks out of, out of what we would have called uh, debris or, or dishes. So I think that is a huge innovative side that is coming out of Africa at the moment. A lot of artists are going into photography as well. So we are lucky that now photography is completely changed. Um, we're seeing a lot of great photographers coming from, from the African continent uh, and they are using the, the you know, smartphones to be able to produce and tell narratives about their surroundings into such beautiful ways. Um, so I think that um, what, what has happened now, what we are seeing is mainly in the material, the change of the usage of materials and taking those materials and use them into an innovative way to be able to transform uh, information and narratives. Well, uh, the importance on, uh, of arts and culture and innovation, you can see when uh, Hitler came into power. Uh, the first thing he was doing was he was banning uh, the expressionistic artists because they were interfering with his uh, his uh, style of thinking, and uh, because uh, the culture and art is really uh, setting the mood in a society, and uh, so he needed a completely different setting, and so of course this had to be abandoned. And I think uh, this is, uh, shows very clear the, the impact that culture has on innovation mm, mm. Or, or innovative thinking, let's put it this way. Okay, agreed. We are all aware of the huge potential of the African continent. What role does art and culture play 
what is the importance of Africa to the rest of the world and especially to Europe? As an African, what I ask myself is what is it that Africans are doing to unleash the potential from the creativity of its people? There is no doubt in my mind that Africans, the biggest commodity of Africa is our heritage. There's no doubt in my mind. More than the gold and the minerals that we have, um, our heritage and culture is the, more, is the, it's the biggest commodity. Uh, we have so many different uh, tribes. Within that tribes, we've got so many different customs. Uh, and each of those are in a possibility when you really go down deep you are able to, to create so much out of that. And that's why I think that Africa is one of the continents that is a wheel that will never really dry out when it comes to creativity. So the question should be, what is it that Africans are doing to be able to make sure that this creativity becomes something that the world would benefit after? Mm -hmm. And for me, nothing has ever been um, achieved is if there's no investment. So, and the investment must come from, from Africa itself. So when I talk about investment, I'm talking about infrastructure, making sure that there are great schools whereby the youth can be able to learn um, the arts, it being visual arts, it being theater, it being music, it, whatever it is, having the infrastructure to be able to produce and take this creativity that is already there and nurture it so that it can become something that can be exploited, uh, exploited, uh, internationally, making sure that um, there is infrastructure to showcase this talent. Now, a lot of um, a lot has been done in that aspect. You look at art fairs that are not being created by women. Um, I'm looking at art ex Lagos in in in, in Nigeria. Uh, I'm looking also at 1.54 um, uh, Morocco, London, and New York, and I'm also looking at all the art fairs that are created in, in 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 Johannesburg and in Cape Town. So there's also been huge infrastructures that have been got, gone in Africa that is that has been done currently to make sure that this creativity that we have there is a space and, and an opportunity where they, it can be showcased in the African continent. And the other thing that I feel is educating the Africans themselves about the value of their culture. So that's quite important because then we also then, it will literally mean that by the time that this, 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 the culture is ex exported outside, we know the value, which is not the case today. So I, I think more than anything else as an African, the biggest question that we should be asking ourselves is what is it that we are doing to make sure that um, we're investing in Africa to make sure that we make sure that this creativity is, 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 is nurtured, this creativity is, is given opportunities in the continent and outside as well. Well, the, uh, I come back to the uh, example I was already using in, this, uh, in the episode with Kirtan. Creativity, uh, cultural creativity is only one side. When you look at, at Lagos in uh, Nigeria and see the, the startup community there, there's these, uh, lots and lots of young people that are very ambitious and very creative, developing great ideas, and they want to change the world. And at some point, they're going to do so. So I think the, this creativity is really one of the, key, uh, one of the keys to unfold Africa's full potential. 
I, I definitely agree with you. And I agree with you that, you know, the, 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 the youth, I mean, like you make it a great example with uh, Lagos when it comes to startups. But if you look at the situation now, whereby just last ma- last week, Twitter, who has invested in, in having uh, headquarters in Lagos, decided to go to Ghana for simple reason is that, you know, the Nigerian government was not capable to give them security to make sure that they can have their headquarters in, in, in Nigeria and are going to Ghana. Thank God it's still in another African state. But it goes back to what I was saying. A lot needs to be done by our leaders in Africa to nurture the creativity, give us infrastructure because it's already there. It's been there from the beginning of time, but now it needs to be nurtured and given infrastructures and and be and be surrounded in such a not to be invested upon. Basically, there should be investment that goes into making sure that this creativity becomes something that can be exported later on. A lot of startups now. It, the ones, you know, a lot of startups from Nigeria, most of them are, end up in, in Silicon Valley because even though they want to go, they, they want to maintain being home, they can't. There's no infrastructure. And that's a huge shame. Where is your home? France, where you're currently living, or Africa, that had a huge influence to your cultural background? Um, uh, Africa will always be the the my home um <laughs> the first love <laughs> however um france has become very dear to me because it has taught me, taught me so much it has given me so many opportunities and it has given me an opportunity to give back to my people uh the the other day i i found myself uh I was sending money for commission works. I just sold paintings and I was sending works. I was sending money to my to my artist and it hit me. It it hit me that I was literally contributing to economically now to these art, young and, and emerging artists and they were having salaries because of the fact that I was here in a country that was giving me an opportunity to be able to do what I'm doing. So to answer your question is, yes, Africa remains Africa to me, but uh, France has really given me, France is very special to me because of the fact that it has given me so much and keeps on giving. Yeah, this is impressive. What are your plans for the upcoming future? The last question. For the future, um, you know, when when this pandemic arrived, um, I had just finished a, a course on um, on business analysis. I was analyzing my business and I was planning the future because I, I, I am growing. Uh, and when this pandemic arrived, it it showed me that really nobody can predict the the, the future. However, we can all do our best. Um, to make sure that um, we're ready for 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 the future, um, the vision for Undiscovered Canvas has always been that I, I I develop an agency whereby here in France, people when they want to buy young and emerging artists that which they know will be of value later on, they come to Undiscovered Canvas uh, to be able to open 
many opportunities for young and emerging artists in Europe and also in the world. Um, those are the, the vision and objectives of Undiscovered Canvas, and that's what I'm working towards. In terms, in terms of physical exhibitions, um, because of the pandemic, obviously one has not been able to do any physical exhibitions, but I've been extremely um, present online. Uh, I started off, in fact, last year, I started my online shop, which has been going very well. My online shop, uh, Undiscovered Canvas, uh, which I've invested a lot into it. Um, I have also done a number of um, online exhibitions in collaboration with other galleries in, in the world, like in New York. And I've got another one coming up with, um, with a gallery in Dubai, but an online exhibition. Uh, physically, um, if all goes well, this June, I'm going back to Nigeria for a, a, an exhibition there. And um, this summer, I will continue doing my exhibitions, physical exhibitions between Antib and Khan. I realized when, when we talked to the last time, it was actually a year ago when the pandemic was still fresh, uh, things uh, looked quite desperate and it's quite amazing uh, the progress you did in, the, in this period regardless of the pandemic. So let's hope uh, that uh, you accomplish your goal and Af uh, to make African art more popular in Europe. There's lots of potential in it. I'm, I'm absolutely certain. This was the finishing word from Dieter Brockmeier, the innovation expert at the Diplomatic World Institute. We have to thank Nomaza Nokunga Kupi from Undiscovered Canvas about African arts and innovation. Thank you very much for the interesting conversation. 2. The Power of More From Brockmeier and Zalo Innovation Thinking